I'm going to drink a big glass of milk. And you know what that means. That if you're looking for the best wrestling content and the best interviews on all of YouTube and in anywhere where you can listen to this, you need to listen to Generation of Wrestling. Falsely accused, refused, and misled, bitch, I'm hoping you fucking rest in peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, is yours truly, the 28-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, aka the showstopper, better known as the G-O-W's resident tribal chief. And with me, as always, look at my tag team partner, my brother, my family. Here's the flyest in the room, Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K-Breezy, aka Tuco Kimbro. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he has brought out the alter ego, Super, Super Tuco, aka the hoodie night in the building, bro. What's going on? Man, what's popping? What's coppin'? What's going on with y'all, man? What's good, man? What's happening? Man, you know, just sitting here getting ready for some WWE SmackDown live in front of a crowd, sipping on these Stone Cold Broker Skull IPAs. How you doing? Uh, We're going to recap these last six Money in the Bank matches going from 2018 to 2020. With that being said, man, we ain't going to hold the people up. Too cold. You got the ladies. I got the fellas. Start it off. All right, man. So, <clears throat> all right, man. You know, that last... BS of a but uh debacle that you know WWE put on for the women, you know, the first ever money in the bank, you know, that 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 was just you know that was trash. The, the whole match was trash, and the one that they did on SmackDown, that was trash. But 2018, 2018 yes, women's money in the bank definitely stepped their bar up. This to me, best match. Uh you had Char- uh, uh Sasha Banks, you had Becky Lynch. You had Lana, you had uh, Amber Moon, Naomi, you had Natalia, you had Alexa Bliss, and of course, you had the queen, the one and only, Charlotte Flair. And, <clears throat> yo, Moon's springboard, mm-hmm. Banks, when she landed on that ladder, my mm-hmm. God, man, dude, yo, hey, I, I cringed, man. Like, I paused the TV and had to, like, just give myself a minute because the way she smacked that, like there was no give on the way she came down on that man. That that was if if <clears throat> if Sasha was to say that she had problems of shoulder or back issues after that, I understand why I give her a pass, man. Y'all 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 like to say you know as some people say like Joe, you know not Joey B. Uh, he likes to say that Sasha likes to use excuses and she's always injury prone. Yeah, there there's moments where that could have been true, but. There's moments like that where it proves it. Hey, man, if something was wrong with her, I see why and I see where it happened. <clears throat> Next up, man, we had a uh, bank. She gave a double knees off the ladder, landed on Moon and Lana. Uh, she set a ladder up in the corner. Uh, you also had Flair who gave a power bomb to Moon onto a ladder, which was kind of nice. Alexa Bliss came away with the victory. But this match overall, just the pace of it, everything that they did, Naomi had everybody, you know, they had a nice little spot. Naomi had a nice little spot. She took a mean little splits on the ladder, which yes, man, that's a that's definitely a defamation of beat the you know what up now. <clears throat> so, <laughs> you know, so it, it, there was definitely um, everybody had their moments, but it was definitely a lot better than that first debacle that they gave us. Uh, yeah. Fred, man, your thoughts on this, man. I mean, this one, like you said, it, it absolutely flowed a lot smoother. I mean, we got Black Girl Magic in this one. I mean, we got Ember Moon. Like you said, we got Sasha Banks. We had Naomi. And Naomi, to me, and I believe it was Michael Cole that said it, you know, Naomi's arguably the purest athletic uh, superstar, female superstar that we have 
uh, on the main she's roster. She's the women's Kofi Kingston and Shelton Benjamin. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly what she is. She's that female version for the ladies. Absolutely. And I believe this is the one where she came in with the black and yellow and the puffs, you know, just on yeah. the super. No, 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 no. That was the next one. That was the, well, next, that's one. the next one. But that yeah, but, but but speaking of, man, when it, I know you said when she got uh, <clears throat> she got uh, slammed on the ladder when she did the split. And then uh, my, it, that was one thing. But then when Italia, what she do like that, she put you down, she bounced off the rope, did she do the double stomp to the back of the neck, then drop kick you? I'm she like, oh, okay. Okay, like you said, that meteor, Sasha Banks, she had a meteor, which is the double knees off the ladder. Uh, Charlotte, she actually speared Moon onto the ladder. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Was, I like was, that one. It was okay, right. It was different. I, it was I, 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 I like that one. But, man, dude, this match was definitely, it was put together a lot better. Uh, a lot more thought and attention and effort went yeah. into this on the creative yeah. side of it. And then on top of that, man, you can't deny these women. I mean, pretty much everybody in this, with the exception of Lana, is pretty much, you know, a future Hall of Famer uh, at this point. So it was a good, man. This really, really set the tone for Money in the Bank. And if I'm going to be honest with you. For the women, it, it, it set the bar as far as the best one for me. Yeah. I, if I Looking at it right now, remembering what I remember, Without the surprise cash in that we would uh, have, you no know, money in the bank to later on the men's side, I think, man, this might be within the last three years probably the second best money in the bank match overall. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You you definitely have to throw it in the conversation. You definitely got to yeah. put it up. You cannot, you cannot disregard. You know the effort this time because it was a thousand percent better than what it was before uh and yeah yeah man um i actually you know okay so let's go ahead and hit the cash in alexa yeah. blitz okay she won <clears throat> you know you still had the storyline at this point this is when ronda rousey was in wwe and this is yeah. when she was ready to win the championship uh from nia Jax. but it ended up being uh alexa bliss coming out cashing it in which Again, Alexa Bliss winning was already a big, huge thing because Alexa yeah. Bliss was over. Yo, somebody else outside of the four horsewomen that was doing something that and and, and people yeah. really liked her. Yeah, man, she was doing the damn thing. So when she came out and cashed it out and won, people definitely uh they were definitely excited for it, man. Franchise man, how did you feel about Bliss at this moment in time when she cashed in? I mean, I loved it because this is like right off the, you know, this is like the Harley Quinn version of Alexa Bliss, you know, Little Miss Bliss, Five Feet of Fury, you know, the goddess of WWE. Alexa Bliss is insanely, insanely talented, dude. And as short as she is, man, all her matches look believable. And with this, yeah, like you said, we finally got somebody, one, somebody outside of Charlotte Flair, but then just outside of the four horsewomen in general. Because as soon as the four horsewomen got called up, uh, it was pretty much that's where everything revolved as far as the women's division. Then you had Ronda Rousey come in, and then they put all the spotlight on her for a little bit. The Bellas kind of shared the spotlight for the women, but really 2015 and above, man, it's really been about the four horse women. So to see somebody else like Alexa Bliss, who really didn't do that much in NXT, kind of come up to the main roster and show her worth, man, it was cool. I, I liked it, and I think it was well-deserved at this point. Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely, man. All right, brother, man, go ahead and kick off that men's side, bro. All right, man. Well, on the men's side, we got Braun Strowman, the Samoan Submission Machine, Samoa Joe. We have Finn Balor, Rusev, Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, The Miz, and Kofi Kingston. Uh, Strowman will actually go on to win this one and this one, man. Some of the hot spots you had in this match, he had Strowman throwing Co uh, excuse me, KO off the ladder. Uh, 
man, that one was nuts because that had to be about a 30, 40 foot ladder. That wasn't the average 20 foot ladder. Matter of fact, after this happened, you wouldn't even see KO for the rest of the match. Uh, some of the uh, other things that happened, you had Rusev hit a triple accolade on Kofi, Rude, and Miz. You had Balor hit a mean coup de gras as he jumped from the outside of the ring to the inside of the ring on Bobby Rude. How he didn't break his ankles, I have no idea. Kofi Kingston had a cool little spot, man, where he did a springboard from the ropes to Braun Strowman on the ladder. Braun Strowman tried to climb up the ladder and get it. Then, of course, you know, he and Kofi, they had their little battle. Miz was on the other side. Strowman flung both of them off the ladder. Strowman ended up getting it, becoming the monster in the bank. Too cold. <coughs> we will have Braun Strowman, man, to go on a challenge for the Universal Championship. He successfully defended his contract against Kevin Owens at SummerSlam. He held it for 70 days. To make it official, he would challenge at Hell in the Cell, in the Hell in the Cell. He would go on to cash it in, man, against the defending champ at the time, Roman Reigns. You had Mick Foley as a special guest referee. The match ended in a no contest due to interference from the Beast incarnate himself, Brock Lesnar. This, my guy. It's back when they were flip-flopping Braun Strowman and they gave him the big show treatment. Because at the same time, back then, you still had John Cena, you still had you still pushing Roman Reigns, and you still had Brock Lesnar in and out the picture. And you really didn't know what you were gonna do. You were still pushing all these part-timers and Cena, but with Strowman, they were building them, but they were never build them enough to where you kept his credibility. How did you feel about Braun Strowman becoming Mr. Money in the Bank and then losing it, but not only losing it, but losing it in the no contest nonetheless? And that was, look, we talked about this already when we when we ranked the hell in the sales, but we didn't really, you know, I guess to go kind of in depth with it. Um, you had them on a run where you, you had the people behind them. People, this was this was like if you were gonna put Braun over, if you were saying, okay, Braun, we're putting you over, him beating Roman Reigns at the Hell in the Cell would have did it. That would have did it. You Braun Braun Strowman wouldn't be released right now. I believe Braun Strowman would still be in WWE. So I don't. You, it, no, man, you. <laughs> they they dropped the ball. This was the last time that you could have gotten Braun Strowman over and. Obviously, it saw it when he was universal champion. Honestly, uh, <clears throat> if it wasn't because of COVID, he wouldn't even been because he, he wouldn't have even been that. It would have been Roman Reigns. Reigns would have yeah. been. So, <clears throat> yeah, man, it, it was it was it was disappointing. It was exciting to finally see him get the push and everything the match it was cool because when they started the match brian basically started whooping on everybody and everybody decided to jump him and then they ended up throwing all the ladders on him and burying him up the stage and they go back to having a match which was good because they you know they were a lot of spots but um you know then he comes back and then they try to do him away again but it didn't work this time and then that's when we got kevin owens getting tossed off but no it, it it they they finally had Braun where we where where he needed to be, but they dropped the ball on him, man. And now he's he's chilling at the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. We about to go on to the next one, but you know, looking on at at this post online, you know, on Twitter, you know, he's saying like he's itching to get back in the ring. So you know, we'll see. Uh, before we get to the next one, really quick, man, I just want to ask you a very quick question. Braun Strowman, man, do we see Braun Strowman? We see how he got treated in WWE. Do we see him being a major player anywhere else should he decide to sign it? Yes. Okay. Because he'll be seen as instantly should be winning the title. Mm. It's okay. Like, right, 
Like, are you going to come in and be the joke? Or are you going to come in and be the threat? Right. And once that gets set, that's who he's going to be. He's going to always be that person. So it, it's, it's almost like uh, it's almost like how Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah. Who were supposed to be, but didn't either get it or messed up or messed it up and left, went somewhere else, became something great, went back. Became great again, uh, <clears throat> and we became back. Became great in WWE. Finally, I should say. Uh, yeah. So, Bron, uh, if honestly, I say no to AEW. I should I think TNA. I, I'm not gonna lie. I I, I, really I said the same thing in my head um, because I think it would benefit them better to go there and be the biggest attraction there. And just run through everybody, and then be, and, and even with the merger of TNA, you know, with them partnering with AEW, you you, you 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 can still make somewhat of an appearance, but yeah. still be on the TNA side of things. But so you could still work that. But I I wouldn't want him in AEW yet because right now you have you got enough that you need to work with, and right, right. now you you just brought in you just brought in a couple of new faces, so. Um, yeah, you got Andrade and you got Black. And right now, what you basically starting off with them, you're doing, you know, you're doing great, but you're also still building everyone else. And you're building all these other shows and you got the talent. But at the same time, uh, I, I think you got just a, you got enough right now. He needs to go there or go to New Japan. Go over, become an international, become that international threat. And I think uh, that would really benefit him even more. And then when he comes back, yeah, man, then you do what you do. Then you do what you do. Leo! What's good? What's good? He, he Leo says, oh, shit, <laughs> the hooded night is back. Yes, sir. What up, yes, sir. What up with you, Pepe? What up with it? All right, Tuco, a.k.a. the hooded night man's back on to you. All right, man, so we got the women's uh, 2019 Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, this consists of Bailey, Carmella, Dana Brooke, uh, um, Amber Moon, Rose, Naomi, Natty, and... Uh, Nikki Cross. And it was a nice match. It was good. It had a nice little few spots in it. Bailey had a little injury spot, but ended up coming back. Uh, Sonya Deville tried to help Mandy Rose out. Nikki Cross had a little bit of a run. Everybody, this, this was a match where, you know, Amber, you know, Amber showed out. Naomi showed out. Uh, they tried to give Dana Brooke her shine, but, you know, it, it, nah, it's just Dana uh, Carmella's yeah. Carmella. I, it, I never, I, I it, uh, Carmella, uh, Bailey ended up winning. Mm -hmm. It was okay to me. It wasn't better than a 2018. No, no. I, the 2018 definitely stood up. But the one thing that you talked about earlier was Naomi because she came out as the Bumblebee, a DC character, and yeah. she looked it awesome and she rocked it. And she, you know, she had a nice little few spots. So that was cool. And you know, that that's the one you you mentioned earlier. Uh, Amber Moon did her thing, but again, you know, WWE didn't know what to do with her at this time. But Bailey, Bailey yeah. being the final horsewoman to finally actually come in and actually start getting, you know, some wins, start actually doing something legit, not just being the the Bailey buddy and coming out hugging everybody and love and yay and all that other BS. Nah, she was really, you know, winning money in bank, trying to get title opportunities, winning matches against people people think she couldn't beat. 
flaw uh i'm sorry franchise <laughs> uh what uh what did you and how did you feel about bailey when she won and then decided you know what i'm gonna cash this in we gonna get this now oh no no i'm sorry no that was bliss that cashed it in and uh i don't think bailey bailey held her oh no no bailey did yeah no bailey went in and cashed it this was after the um be- the um Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch match where mm-hmm. Becky had beaten Ronda and Flair at WrestleMania. So she was Becky two belts and Flair had won the SmackDown championship. And that's when uh, Bailey came in and won that uh, franchise. <clears throat> Your thoughts on that? I mean, so this one, uh, of course, you know, this is back when Bailey still had the hugger gimmick and she would go on to man, who would have knew? Would have run, she would have had just a little while later, but uh, dude, yeah, it was about time, it was about damn time. The thing was, you know, like you said, she was the last of the horsewomen, you know, to really yeah. get caught up and to really uh, to get acknowledged on, 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 the, on that championship front, right? And to see her win, like you said, because once again, we had Naomi, you had Amber Moon, you had Natalia, so you had pretty formidable people. You already had a previous money in the bank winner, two time money in the bank winner, I guess, technically, and Carmella. You had Nikki Cross, who was good, you had Mandy Rose, who they were trying to push uh, for a while. So, yeah, man, to see Bailey win and get this, it was well deserved. Uh, speaking of Naomi, she had a mean split leg moonsault on top of the ladder uh, with Bailey. I thought that was crazy. Moon did a nasty back drop to Nikki Cross on the ladder. I liked how they had Carmella, man. She 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 tried it. She tried. You know, she tried to play the injury angle. Uh, Dana Brooke never once had any type of – I didn't have a 1% doubt in my mind she was going to win. <laughs> so that was a non-factor. But, yeah, overall, it was a good match. But, man, that 2018 Women's Money in the Bank, that one right there, especially considering how bad the very first one was the year before. That 2018, man, just set the tone for the Women's Money in the Bank. For sure, it most definitely did, man. And I, and like I say, it, it, but this one wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't. It it it, it was not there, but the winner was there. Uh, yeah, uh, the winner was definitely there. You know, people were excited for Bliss. People weren't very excited for Bailey to win. Yes, people wanted to see her win, and then to see her come in and cash it in, and then win championship that night. That definitely, uh, yeah. that definitely put her over. And I, honestly, the best thing in 2020 was Bailey. Outside, oh, yeah. of Oscar. Oh, yeah. and, you know, and I know people feel they feel what they feel about Oscar, but when people say, "Man, who was that person that was always there and 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 you know, constantly every day, day in and day out," it was really the three of them. It was really yeah. Bailey, Oscar, and Sasha Banks. Like those three, they held it down for the women's division. Everybody else that was there, you know, they did their thing too. But you know, when you needed top stars and to have legit people, those were the three people. So. Uh, I, I always want to you know, give her respects, but oh yeah, this money in the bank. So we are gonna keep it that. With that being said, man, franchise, my God, let's go ahead and get to this men's side of this money in the bank to one of the most messed up diabolical schemes, but smartest. It was smart. It was yeah. the mind of an advocate, and you know, you know how those advocates think, man. So you know. It was genius, but it was it was such a it was such a it was such a bomb. 
All right, man. So we had the 2019 Men's Money in the Bank. So we had, of course, we got Baron Corbin. We got Finn Balor coming in as the Intercontinental Champion. We got that boy Ricochet. We got El Idolo Andrade. We got Mustafa Ali at that time. We had Drew McIntyre. And, of course, we got the Viper himself, Mr. Randy Keith Orton, Mr. RKO, the Viper, the Apex Predator, the legend killer, Randy Orton. And then guess what? Guess what? At the end of this thing, at the end of this, you know what? No, we're we gonna talk about some spots that happened first. We I was about to say, man, because we, we, we got to set this up. We got. I was about to say, man, because for, hold on, wait a minute. Before you say anything, Andrade sunset flip onto that ladder. That was a nice spot. That sunset flip on the ladder yeah. that he gave to Balor. Ali showed out. You know, with that Spanish Rick, fly off the ladder with right, Ricochet, and then Ricochet spot on the outside. Like, damn, dude, they they was going crazy in this match. They was it going was. crazy in this match, and it was such a drag to see that it wasn't one of them yeah. that came out with this. Well, don't forget, man, uh, Baron Corbin. He hit probably the cleanest, meanest, high altitude choke slam on Ali. Like, dude. I don't know if Baron Corbin, if he got him up like that by himself or at least sold it by jumping up a little bit. But, dude, watching that on replay, that toe slam was crisp as hell. Like you said, man, this match is brutal. And then back then, man, this is when Drew McIntyre was a heel. So he was up there wrecking shot, man. He was kicking everybody's ass. Right. Uh, dude. This match was so brutal. It was so entertaining. And then, of course, you had the young stars. You had Ali. You had Andrade. You had Show Ricky out. J. You Show know, they out there killing it. You got Randy Orton. He up here RKOing people out of, you know, out of nowhere. He, pulled he ain't taking no big spots, though. He was sitting his ass on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Time, hey, hey, I hey, did hey, notice hey, that, though. Hey, hey, Randy know where his bread is buttered. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he pulled Drew, he pulled Drew <laughs> McIntyre off the fifth ring, rung of the ladder, got his ass with the RKO. Boom. But let me tell you. Because we talked about Michael Cole being kind of in to listen to sometimes on commentary, bro. Michael Cole was lit for this one. That, that's yeah. how that's how hard hitting this one was. Michael Cole was on it. Uh, but yeah, dude. Okay, so like you said, we had all this action, all this hard pounding action, fast people flying in and out the ring all over the place, and then and then. <laughs> We got Ali, man. Ali, he climbs his way up there, you know, with his little, you know, his, 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 yeah, you know, crowd going nuts because we think like, all right, Ali about to get it. He about to get it done, man. He done worked his ass off in this match. And what do we hear? Dun, 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 dun. And you just see the look on his face and the crowd go crazy. But you can tell, like, even the crowd confused because nobody even – Acknowledge the fact that Brock wasn't supposed to be in the match to begin. Like nobody knew, so it was like, "What the hell?" Like, okay, is he coming in as a competitor? Like, what's going on right now? Brock Lesnar comes out on stage. He got his shorts on. He got his gloves ready. Ali know what time it is. So Ali, he he stuck. He froze. Ali gets his ass whooped by the Beast Incarnate. Brock Lesnar tosses his ass out the ring. Brock gets the ladder in motion. He puts it up. He looks, he laughs, he gets the briefcase, and he's just sitting up there laughing like, guess who back? Yeah, that's right. And the thing was, <sighs> I actually like Brock as money in the bank. <laughs> yes. I'm like, man. That, that is was the most, most personality i probably seen in Brock Lesnar probably in years. In years. I haven't seen that since him and like probably him and Kurt or him and Eddie. Yeah, 
Yeah, because that's the, when him and Kurt was going yeah. back and forth. That was the most personality that you got to see out of Kurt, got out of Brock, because Brock was relaxed with Kurt sometimes. He would sit there and have casual conversations and actually make jokes. So, no, yeah. to see Brock coming out and just doing the the the, 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 the craziest running man, I mean, he killing that shit. He, uh, 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 he killing it. I'm like, yo, man, Brock wilding, man, but why, yeah. why am I liking this? Like, why am I enjoying this? He made the stereo out of the damn money in the bank briefcase. I'm like, yo, Man. why am I liking this? He had the Brock party t-shirts. <laughs> right. I'm like, yo, man, Brock was, yo, Brock was, he, he was wilder, man. He, he, it was, it was so unexpected. Yeah. You know, considering what Brock had become since he came back to WWE in 2011. So by this point in time, it's like, man, we well, all right. The beast is in. He gonna he gonna look at you weird. He gonna he gonna beat your ass and then he gonna pose and then he gonna leave. Man, my yeah. man coming out booming to the boom. <laughs> I I like why I like all right. Okay, okay, let's see it. I, I'm 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 for it, man. So I I enjoyed it. Uh, he cashed in on uh. Wait a minute, he, he, uh he he cashed in on he held like for fifty six days and shit. So yeah, yeah right. He, he cashed in on Rollins at Extreme Rules after Rollins and Becky Lynch. This one, they had that stupid in a mixed tag team match with Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. And if they would have lost, they would have both lost their titles. So, yeah, they won that one. But then Brock came in and, of course, you know, he f five the holy hell out of Seth Rollins. And, you know, once again became uh, the champion. But too cold, man. Ball back in your court, big dog. All right, man. Well, the ball is kind of both in back of, uh, both of our courts here because this was the 2020 – Money in the bank, where the both money in the both the men's and women's money in the bank matches started simultaneously at the same time. And yeah. let me just say, okay, considering this was last year's money in the bank, um, oh, I don't need this. Uh, uh sorry, getting rid, getting, getting rid of notes. Uh, <clears throat> last year's money in the bank was different and it was different because of the pandemic and everything that was going on and we all understood that so they decided to do something different and wwe decided well you know what we're gonna have money in the bank but let's do something different let's make something spectacle out of it. let's make something out of it mm -hmm. so we're gonna have it where both men's and women's is gonna start at the same time and we're gonna do it at the towers the wwe towers mm -hmm. okay all right that's Okay, that's different. Right. All right. See how this goes. Now, for me, there were a couple of standouts. Oscar was on one. I don't know what Oscar was on yeah. that night, but boy, she was on it, and I loved every minute of it. Dana Brooke, my God, she could not have been any dumber. My girl, <laughs> she had walked into the brief the, to the Money in the Bank conference room, saw the ha briefcase hanging there. Got up there, I mean, crying so proud of herself and grabbed that briefcase just for Stephanie McMahon to tell her via whatever hallway she was at at her house that because uh, <laughs> they wanted to make it look like she was there. That girl, that's just a display. That ain't the real money in the bank contract. You got to go to the roof. I, yo, I, it was it was funny. It was yeah, funny, yeah. you know, but still at the same time, it was like, wow. And then she also then went and took the worst spill. I ever saw anyone take a spill in. Uh, you had so much going on. You had the women fighting everywhere. You had Shayna Baszler. Just, you, you, 
It was all it was chaotic. It was all over the place. We all watched it. We all saw it. This is last year, okay? We're not talking about years past. This is last year. We all remember this, at least most of it. Uh, yeah. To talk too much on the men's side, but Otis was, you know, Otis was the standout, man. Tucky Tucky, man. Oh, yeah, this, dude, this dude was wild. AJ Styles, he was on one. You know, of course, and then, you know, once we got to the end, you know, we finally get to the roof. Uh you know the women finish it out. Oscar wins. You know she. You know it it, it. it. It honestly, that's who I picked to win. I didn't have any faith to really anyone else. I didn't think Baszler was going to get it. Once I saw her come up and they got they, Vince just kind of shitted on her. It was like, all right, well, I already know where she's going, so I'm not picking her. Right. It was awesome to see, but you know this was definitely the money bank that was different. It was unique. It had its moments. It had its moments. Uh, and we also, you know, we were witness to two murders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of two murders, so apparently, you know, Alistair Black and everybody's uh, favorite little guy, Ray Mysterio, got thrown off a ladder. Uh, excuse me, not thrown off a ladder, thrown off a roof, uh, apparently. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, Tuco, you know, just why not? Again, man, we all witnessed it. We all saw it happen. We so. All saw it happen. I didn't realize it at the time when I watched it, but then when I rewatched it for this, uh, for the recap, if you pay close attention, you could hear them landing on the pad. <laughs> and not only so that, obvious. but when they show us, when they show a far sight of the uh, building, you can you see. I was struck. You can see which side Baron Corbin actually threw them off of, so you can see yeah. that oh, there's a building right there. They, it's just dark. Like that's a lot of confidence to to. To having someone that you're gonna toss me off of this thing that I know damn well one is dark because you don't want people to see it, right. and then two, you know that you got to make sure you get tossed at the right spot and fall and land. So no, 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 Leo, no, Leo, no, no. Okay, no, you put that back up, franchise. I need you to put that back up. Okay, don't tell me don't kill K Fab. All right, okay, <laughs> no. No, you tell that to Vince because this was his idea. All right, <laughs> you you wanted us to believe you murdered two men that showed up two weeks later on a show. Come on, man! Oh my God, Michael Cole! What did Michael Cole? Oh my God, he just murdered these men. They just got thrown off the roof. Come on now, and they just show yeah. up. Yeah, man, they got tossed off a roof, and all of a sudden, one hundred, they one hundred percent okay. Come on now, come on now. I, I don't don't get mad at me, Leo. That's on Vince. That was on Vince. Hey, you know I gotta be here tonight. I gotta tell it like it is, man. That was that was on him. But it, it ah man, yeah, this was it was different. Otis shouldn't have won. Um, or at least if he if he did win, they should have they should have did something different. Yeah, and they should have allowed him to cash in, and him and Tucker could at least been tag team champions once. I mean, I think that would have been big and put over because it's not like people that like heavy machinery. I mean, even though it wasn't a crowd, but I mean, as far as, you know, yeah. the, in the, what the internet was saying, what, what yeah. people were saying, what the internet, just reading the internet and just seeing what people were saying. It's like people liked it. All right, well, him and Tucker should, you know, cashing in for the tag team championships. It made logical sense. Why not do it? It's something different. You've been doing world heavyweight and WWE and universal and women's, you know, top championships. This would right. be a different championship. We know we're not going to see no one cash in for the Intercontinental or for the United States. I mean, let's just be real. No, you you, you should never 
cash in for that. Now, if you are a tag team person that happens to win and you decide you want to do it for your tag team, that would be different. Okay, cool. But we're never going to see nobody do that. That's why I say TNA got it right when they did it one for every one of their titles. That way, somebody, you know, got an opportunity and you always had people who had never won the secondary titles, you know, but they were coming up and that was a good way to help them come up, cash it in on somebody and become the new TV or whatever, you know, whatever champion. But, um, yeah, man, this was, this was crazy, man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the Otis now had this Otis that we got one. Oh, man, it would have been a problem. I would have been a problem. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then I guess, you know, uh, as far as cash-ins go, so Otis, he never really got a chance to cash in because he was going to fight the Miz. Uh, The Miz would end up beating Otis, and then the Miz would actually turn uh, turn out to be the one cashing in. He would go on and cash in at Elimination Chamber to defeat Drew McIntyre via score-crushing finale to win the WWE Championship after Drew McIntyre successfully defeated everybody else in the chamber, man, to, you know, uh, retain his championship. So, you know, I, I feel bad for Otis. Uh, I say so far out of the money in the banks, you had Otis. That was a uh, they, they fumbled with that one. Braun Strowman, you fumbled with that one. But I mean, Braun Strowman, he would eventually go on to become champion anyway, thanks to the pandemic and Goldberg. And now, you know, Otis, he's on a new uh, new path in WWE. And, uh, he's a tag team partner short, but he got another one in Gable. And it looks like he's on his way to winning some type of championship in the near future. So with that being said, I can see tag team. I can see them going for the tag teams and beating the, being the ones to beat the Mysterios, considering they already had a rivalry with the Mysterios and kind of already, you know, they already had something. So I can see them being the ones to take the titles off of them. If it's not, the, since I don't believe it's going to be the Usos now that the thing that happened with Jimmy happened. And, and, and speaking of the Usos, man, so the Usos and the Mysterios will be going head to head for the championship at Money in the Bank on the pre-show. So Ooh. once, once again, I'm like, why they keep putting, why they keep putting the Usos on the pre-show, man? The Usos, Jimmy, because Jimmy got in trouble. If this, if Jimmy didn't get in trouble, man, this is a, this is on the main card. This is on the main card. You so put it on the main is, card. So this is a telltale sign that they're not winning. The fact that it's on the pre-show right now. If look. Depending on where the story is going. Yep. Okay. You know, I don't want to say too much because we're gonna do a prediction show tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Let's say. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to say too much, but I, honestly, it, 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 it really depends. But I, they, yeah, but them putting it on the pre-show kind of, you know, kind of foreshadows maybe what could happen. But I don't know, man. I don't know. What's the story? What was? What was the end game? What was the whole point of what you were getting ready to do? And, and, and how far was it going to go? So that, that, that's all. But, you know, look, ladies and gentlemen, that's our Money in the Bank series. We've gone over all the Money in the Bank matches and, 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 and you know, the pros and cons to all of them. You know, as we do, man, we love going through wrestling and kind of re, you know, reminiscing through the best parts of it. And, and, and this was really awesome. Uh, but it's also setting us up. For this Sunday's Money in the Bank, Chill. Money in the Bank, twenty twenty one, where we're gonna have a live crowd. But not only that, tonight, tonight, that's right, tonight. Yeah. Matter of yeah. fact, in less than well, in about thirty minutes, we're gonna have our first 
live WWE SmackDown show with a crowd. And of course, your boys, Franchise and the Hooded Knight. We're going to be back here to, in about two hours. We're going to have the review. We're going to talk about it. We're going to let you know what's good. And then tomorrow, man, we're going to give you that prediction show on Money in the Bank, man. We got to really think about what's going to, who we're going to pick and who we're going to choose, man, because WWE knows and recognizes that there are some things they need to do and they may be looking to shake things up. So yeah. we got to make sure we look at everything that happens and then analyze it. And then we're going to come back with y'all tomorrow with the prediction show. We're going to let y'all know what we think. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Sunday when the pay-per-view comes on, uh, soon, you know how we roll. As soon as that logo hits, as soon as you see that logo from the WWE in the bottom right corner, your boys are going to be on ready to talk about what happened. So with that being said, man, I'm the hood at night, man. You know, your boy had to, you know, I had to leave the street justice alone for a while, you know, and come represent, you know, got to talk, you know, do my thing with the wrestling, you know, the G.O.W. Uh, so I appreciate, you know, the two code letting me come, you know, take a spot for the night. But hey, man, you know, yeah, man, I'm money in the bank. It's going to be awesome, man. Too cold, my brother. I figure. What's up, man? You got one more of these left over there? You got one more? Man, I got, uh, dude, this is the first one. I, I purposely right. waited. I purposely waited till, 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 till tonight, get ready for the show, and then, then well, hey, I'll probably go through well, too. Well, guess what, man? I, I, I purposely waited too, man, because I ain't want to do this without you, you know. So, what we're going to do is for the people, man, for the culture, for the GOW. When we do the when we do our review tonight for SmackDown, since it's the first SmackDown with a live crowd, first WWE event since WrestleMania with a live crowd. I say, you know what, since you got the hood on this shit, since you got a hood on it, since we got these, I figure it ain't gonna be just a regular review. Nah, man. Nah, bro. It's, it's, it's too monumental. I figured tonight maybe we get the people to shoot from the hip hundred percent guns blazing. What you thinking? Guns blazing, shooting from the hip. So, the, so <clears throat> that means we need the people to tune in. We need so we need people's thoughts on the show. We need exactly. to know exactly what everybody thought and what they're predicting and what they think. So, matter of fact, let's do it like this, man. I want to know what everyone's thinking for Sunday. So, after we watch SmackDown tonight, we're gonna come on. Y'all gonna let us know what y'all thoughts are for Sunday, and we are gonna talk about it for a while. And, and I, I, man, I look, I'm on vac, I'm on vacay, so it is what it is, pimping. We do what we do. Hey, man, ain't nothing but a G thing, yes, sir. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, like my man said earlier, we about to get ready for SmackDown and come on. We be right back here live right after the main event, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Generation Wrestling Podcast. I'm the 28 year old piece of gold. He's too cold. That's the Stone Cold Broken Skull IPA, and that's the bottom line because the franchise says so.